Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to look at common network attacks. We'll be discussing types of network attacks. We'll look at reconnaissance, access, social engineering attacks. Then we'll talk about strengthening the weakest link. And then we'll spend a little bit more time talking about some social engineering. This episode is part of my series on network security. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. Reconnaissance is information gathering. Threat actors use reconnaissance, or we shorten it down to call it recon, so re reconnaissance attacks, to do unauthorized discovery in mappings of system services and in the vulnerabilities on your system. Recon attacks precede attacks or denial of service attacks. So they do recon attacks first, or attacks to find out about your system, and then once they figured out stuff, they then attack your system. Some of these techniques used by malicious threat actors to conduct reconnaissance attacks are performing information query of a target, initiate ping sweep of a target network, initiate port scan of active IP addresses, running vulnerability scanners, and running exploitation tools. Now, to perform information query of attack, the threat actor is looking for initial information about a target. Various tools can be used, including Google search, organizations, web search, who is, and a lot of other tools out there that are publicly and very easily accessible. Now, initiating that ping sweep of a target network, the information query here usually reveals the target's network address. The threat actor can now initiate a ping sweep to determine which IP addresses are active on that entire network. Initiating a port scan of an active IP addresses. So once you found all the active IP addresses, this is used to determine which ports or services are available. Example of port scanners include Nmap, SuperScan, Angry IP Scanner, and NetScan tools. So it'll identify which ports are open. Then after we do that, we can run our vulnerability scanners. Now this is to query the identified ports to determine the types and versions of the applications and operating systems that is running on that host. Examples of tools here include Nipper, Sukuna, PSI, Core Impact, and Nessus version 6. After we did our vulnerability scan, we then run exploitation tools. The threat actor now attempts to discover vulnerability services that can be exploited on your systems. A variety of vulnerability exploitations include Metasploit, Core Impact, SQL Map, Social Engineering Toolkit, and NetSparker. Access attacks exploit known vulnerabilities in authentication services, FTP services, and web services. Now, the purpose of this attack is to gain entry to web accounts, confidential databases, and other sensitive information. Now, there are several different techniques. First one here is a password attack where the threat actor attempts to discover critical system passwords using different methods. The second technique is a spoofing attack. In these spoofing attacks, the threat actor's device attempts to pose as another device by falsifying data. Common spoofing attacks include IP spoofing, MAC spoofing, and DHCP spoofing. 
The third technique here is trust exploitation. In a trust exploitation attack, the threat actor uses an unauthorized privileges to gain accesses to the system, possibly compromising the, the target. So he uses unauthorized privileges. Somehow he got these privileges and then he compromises the system. The fourth technique is port redirection. In a port redirection attack here, the, this threat actor uses a com compromised system as a base for attacks against other targets. And so they have a compromised system and that compromised system, and it probably is inside your network is going to start attacking other networks. The fifth technique here is the man in the middle. In a man in the middle attack here, this threat actor is positioned between two legitimate entities in order to read and modify the data that passes between the two parties. You have a sender and receiver, that man in the middle attack is the middle. It receives data in and then resends it on. He can either read it, he can even change it. And finally, the last technique here is a buffer overflow attack. And this is where the threat actor exploits the buffer memory and overwhelms it with unexpected values. This usually renders the system inoperable, resulting in a denial of service attack. When you make a query to a web server, you have, it's about 255 characters, but a lot of times that query isn't that long. And if you make that query long on some systems that don't have their security set up right, it doesn't know what to do with all that data. It just overwrites it randomly in memory, thereby giving you access to parts of the system you probably shouldn't have, allowing you to change passwords, read passwords. All sorts of things have been done here with a buffer overflow attack. If you like this episode on common network attacks and you get value out of it, and depending upon the platform you're using, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. Doing this, supports the channel, which in turn helps me bring you more great content. Click that notification bell and turn on notifications every time I release a new episode. And there's a bunch more episodes headed your way. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all my details on how to get these episodes in video or podcast form. Social engineering is an access attack that attempts to manipulate individuals into performing actions or divulging confidential information. Now, information about social engineering attacks come in many different ways. They can gather that, and, and here's a list. And pretexting, well, pretexting here, we got pretexting. This is where a threat actor pretends to need personal or financial data to confirm the identity of the recipient. So the threat actor calls you up and says, I need to confirm your identity. Please give me your username and password. Phishing here, another social engineering attack. This is where the threat actor sends a fraudulent email that is disguised here. Well, this fraudulent email is disguised as being from a legitimate trusted source to trick the recipient into installing malware on their device or to share personal or financial information. Spear phishing. It's a more directed version of phishing. This is where the threat actor creates a targeted phishing attack tailored for a specific individual or organization. So phishing is a general attack that's sent to a bunch of people, but spear phishing, you're going to point at that one individual. You're going to create an attack just for that individual using personal information that you've gained from other websites, social media, webs, or other websites where you can 
give little pieces of information to make you appear legitimate. Then we have spam. Now, this isn't what you eat. What we're talking about here, this is also known as junk mail. This is unsolicited email, which contains typically it has harmful links in it. It has malware or maybe even just deceptive content. Here is a something for something. This is a social engineering attack. Now, this is also called a quid pro quo social engineering attack. This is when that threat actor requests personal information from a party in exchange for something such as a gift. What could this be? Well, a Nigerian prince has sent you an email. If you send him your bank information in passwords, your mother's maiden name and your dog's birth date, he will give you 15 million US dollars. So that there is that something for something, that quid pro quo. Another form we have here is baiting. Baiting, this is where the threat actor leaves a malware-infected flash drive in a public location. They drop it in a parking lot, they leave it on a counter. A victim finds that drive and unsuspectingly inserts it into their laptop, into their computer, into their tablet. And when they do, that will install malware. You think, oh, I found this flash drive, stick it in your computer, it installs malware automatically. We have impersonation. In this type of attack, a threat actor pretends to be someone else to gain the trust of a victim. The threat actor here says, hey, I'm part of your IT staff. I need to know your username and password. So he's pretending to be, he's impersonating a actual member of your staff. Tailgating is where a threat actor quickly follows an authorized person into a secure location to gain access to that secure area. What this is, is a person, an authorized person goes up, swipes his card, unlocks the door, opens it, walks through. Now, before that door shuts all the way, the threat actor comes, pushes the door open before it locked, sneaks in, and now he has access to that secure area. Shoulder surfing here. This is where the threat actor inconspicuously looks over someone's shoulder to steal their passwords or other information. Somebody's standing behind you and they are watching what you're typing in your screen, usernames, passwords, although passwords shouldn't be typed in clear text, but any other confidential information they could get by looking over your shoulder. And then finally we have dumpster diving. Now, this is where the threat actor rummages through the trash bins to discover confidential information. To avoid this, you should have a good shredding policy where everything is shredded that has confidential information on it. You should have your uh, trash bins in a secure location where it's being watched so you, you can see that nobody is in there. To protect against these social engineering attacks takes... Some training it takes some basic skills of all of your employees and this is where the idea of this training coming in all of your employees all the people that have access to any data on your network they need to know how to protect against these social engineering attacks there are eight typically features that we talk about to protect yourselves from social engineering attacks 
First one here is never give out your username, password, credentials to anyone. Your support staff should never ask anybody to enter it in. Enter in their password. Never share your password, your username with anybody. The next one here is never to leave your username or credentials where they can easily be found. Don't put it on a post-it note on your screen with your username and password. Now, this also falls on the IT department. Don't make your password so complicated, change so often, where people have to write that down. So there's, there's a compromise in there. And if they do have to write their password down, find a way to hide it so that people don't easily see it. But they should never have to write it down. The third method here is never open emails from untrusted sources. If you don't know who sent you that email with the attachment, don't open it. Even though it's the cutest cat in the world playing with yarn picture, don't open it because you don't know who sent it to you. If you don't recognize it, if, if you don't recognize it, have your IT staff look at it. That's, this is some of the training you need to do. Fourth one here, never release, release work-related information on social media sites. Never use social media sites to send company data, especially private personal information, company secrets, company databases, all that stuff. Never use social media. Never re reuse work-related passwords. Oh, this one is hard to do. This one is hard to do, especially for end users, but for your work passwords, for your personal passwords, they should be completely different passwords. The sixth method here is always lock or sign out of your computer when unattended. Train your employees that when they're working on their computer and they have to get up and go get more coffee, they have to run to the copier, they have to go visit somebody in accounting, they should lock their screens. Because if they don't lock their screen, somebody could sit down and then have access to all that material they had. The seventh area training should happen is always report suspicious individuals, especially if you don't identify them. You should at least notify somebody that, hey, I don't recognize that person. Let's make sure they're actually there. Because a lot of times threat actors, they, they will dress the part. They will go out, they will get the shirt that looks like they belong to the IT staff. They'll get a badge printed up that said hey i'm it staff and they'll come in and they'll sit down and they'll use their computers if it's better to err on the side of caution for this one and finally the eighth one always destroy confidential information according to the organization policy first your organization should have a policy about destroying confidential information hard drives papers whatever it is how are you going to dispose of it and then follow those policies once you have it. Cybersecurity is only as strong as its weakest link. Because computers and other internet connected devices have become an essential part of our lives, they no longer seem new or different. Now, the weakest link in cybersecurity can be the personnel within the organization. It can be the human factor. The social engineering is a major security threat. Because of this, one of the most effective security measures that you and your organization can do, can take, is to train, train the personnel and create what we typically refer to as a security-aware culture. That Those are the, a lot of those eight points we just talked about on the previous slide. 
It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on common network attacks. If you like this episode on common network attacks and you got value out of it, and depending upon the platform you're using, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel, click that notification bell to turn on notifications. That way you'll be alerted every time I release a new video and there's a lot more videos coming your way. All my socials and contact information are, are on my website, kevtechify.com. You can also get all these episodes in video and podcast form. In the upper right is my playlist for my series on network security. In the bottom right is one of my favorite videos that I linked just for you. Thank you so much for watching this video of my series on network security. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.